Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And let's face it, public health is all of our business, and always love my conversations with Dr. Bob Arnott. He is a longtime regular now on the Price of Business show, a personal favorite, a fan favorite. And we talk about a lot of different things, because, but all of them have a health link or connection. We are going to get into a topic we haven't talked about uh, before, uh, but certainly needs some conversation because it's catching the attention and apparently catching the surprise of uh, public health officials, which uh, is uh, kind of sad if you think about it, and uh, that is monkeypox. But before we get into that, just want to mention Dr. Bob Arnott. You know him from his work with CBS and NBC as a medical journalist extraordinaire. Plus, he has been a war correspondent, uh, particularly looking at medical issues, has really helped us a lot in that space, as well as a New York Times best-selling author, and, and you're one of those guys where we could do the whole segment talking about your biography, uh, but we have a really important topic to talk, talk about. Bob, always glad to have you on the program. Jump into the whole monkeypox thing. I was kind of shocked by how shocked uh, the uh, professionals were. I'm almost using air quotes. Uh, when it came to their surprise and how bad this thing was. It's like they don't know how to monitor a crisis. Well, you know what's so interesting about this is the reason they're alarmed, Kevin, is an interesting reason, and that is that, look, at monkeypox has been in Africa forever. It's in the Congo basin. It doesn't go very far. But the fact that it's in multiple countries outside of Africa right now is alarming because it definitely means it's spreading. Now, to use the COVID model, why would you be worried about it? Well, first of all, you know, it's a week or more after you've been infected before it shows up. So you have a chance, perhaps, to infect a lot of other people around there. And then the other is that there are two doses of the vaccine, and it takes, you know, weeks to a month or so until it's any good. So, as you would do best, you look at the formula here, and if this is spreading, you're not detecting it as it spreads, and you're not able to give people vaccines fast enough to stop it. And there's not enough of the vaccine right now. And, of course, it's not a monkeypox vaccine so much as it is smallpox, but uh, it has some cross-reactivity. So it has the potential uh, to carry some real interest and concern for people. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how big of an issue you, you expect it to be. We're, we're hearing a lot of the conversation is that uh, predominantly it's among uh, homosexual males, uh, although I'm also hearing about children getting it. Um, talk a little bit about how likely this thing could become truly rampant and go beyond uh, a specific demographic. Well, I think you can have some pretty good little outbreaks, you know, regional outbreaks. I don't think it's going to be as big as COVID. Uh, and it's because it does, it really takes sort of, you know, prolonged, close contact. And uh, not to be too indelicate, but it's not a sexually transmitted disease. It's a very interesting term, Kevin. It's what they call sexually associated, which means that with sex, you're close enough to somebody long enough to be able to transmit it. So, you know, early on, you do see, you know, sex between men is being one spread, but you want to be thrown off by that because obviously with HIV and other diseases, you know, you saw that at the, the tip of the spear, and then it turned out that it was with other individuals, such as children. And, of course, you know, it is also spread by bedding. You remember back uh, in the French and Indian War there, I think the British were using bedding as a way of spreading, spreading smallpox. And so you have to be careful about bedding. If you have a scab of any kind, 
you're infectious. So it's the kind of thing I would not run around like, oh my God, the sky's falling again. You know, if you're if you just you have some very minor precautions, I think that you know the general public's going to be pretty good shape. Uh, but those at high risk, I mean, they really got to get that vaccine out quickly, and people really got to you know practice good, safe. Um, preventive measures here so they don't uh, get this. It's it's not a particularly terrible disease, but it does, you know, can cause scar scarring and it looks awful. And of course, in the immune compromised population, just like COVID, it's a real risk. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people look at this as like, oh my God, you, you, you use some of that language of, of terror that's breaking out. It just seems like there's so many different things that tend to be happening much more often in the public health front. Um, you know, and I don't know, is that an exaggeration or do you sense that too? How much of it lines up with reality? How much of it is imagination? So, Kevin, as always, it's a great, great point you make. And there's, a, there's quite a good answer. It's this. You know, I spent years in different parts of Africa. And the Centers for Disease Control has always said the front line protecting the American public against these new and novel diseases is in Africa. And so because you have these populations growing so quickly and because, you know, they're, they're ravaging the rainforest and they're intersecting, for instance, with Ebola, for example, or with HIV intersecting with various animals out in, you know, in the tropical forest down there, there's a tremendous spread. And so, you know, a lot of us in the U.S. sort of go, well, you know, Africa, they have their problems, you know, and we're going to focus on ours. And, you know, it's not something we're particularly concerned about. But I always have been a huge believer that from a humanitarian vantage point, of course, we want to be quite worried, quite helpful in terms of infectious disease in Africa. But from a very selfish point of view, the United States national security depends on being able to contain these diseases in Africa. Of course, we saw, of course, you know, with COVID in China. So that's why this disease surveillance is so important and why you really got to look at it, not politically as one world and we're all in this together, but just practically we're all in this together because, you know, a little virus in Wuhan, China, you know, dominates the world. You have this monkeypox coming out of the, you know, very obscure and, very remote Congo basin, I've been many times, and it poses a real risk to us. That's the big picture. We want to you know, be very concerned about where all this is coming from and be highly supportive of the World Health Organization and CDC's efforts in Africa to be able to contain these diseases from ravaging those populations. And as they say, it's just an airplane flight away. And as you remember, the last Ebola outbreaks, the case actually made it here. So that's the core message. It's just a very insightful question, Kevin. Well, I appreciate that. So, you know, so I guess the Disney song proves true. It, it is a small world after all. <laughs> and becoming smaller, it's becoming smaller all the time. Is there something you're seeing in the public health authorities that uh, they should be doing and looking at uh, in order to change the way they monitor things and to help contain issues like this? Well, you know, we really learned 
from COVID that uh, public health is just broken, if not destroyed in the United States, and especially as you get to, you know, communities of color and those who are less advantaged, it's even more broken. Uh, even if you look at regular doctor's offices, you know, even here in this little pretty remote town in Vermont, you know, you can't hire people, you can't get nurses, there aren't enough doctors. You know, public health and public health is just busted. And we're going to pay a very high price for that. So sure, I think that as soon as we started to see monkeypox anywhere out of Africa in simultaneous countries, it was time to get the word out in terms of prevention to communities at risk. It was time to amp up and get lots and lots of these vaccines. Now, there are hundreds of thousands of doses available, maybe, maybe 100,000 or so by the end of the month. So there's more on stream. But it's, you know, we're always late on this. You know, we should have been a, a couple of months ahead of this in terms of immunizing populations at risk and getting the word about, about potential spread. Because, listen, you know, in terms of this hitting home, yeah, I'm worried about, about my nine-year-old getting monkeypox. You know, now that we're seeing the kids, it's something to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it seems like we have a public health system that uh, still thinks the world is a lot slower than it used to be. Um, that it hasn't caught up with uh, with the reality of, of how fast time flies. Uh, what about the administration's in, in particular response, the Biden administration in particular's response? He had plenty to say uh, in terms of criticism of the Trump administration, as did you and I. Uh, but uh, you know, how about him? How, how what kind of grade does he get? Well, I'm totally apolitical, but I mean, I think that you know, Joe got a kind of an F minus with COVID. And I give them like, I give them like a C minus on this. I mean, they're getting some vaccine out there. They have some treatments. CDC is making people aware of it. They're definitely behind the ball on this. Uh, so I'd say, you know, a, a solid C minus. Yeah, yeah, just enough to pass. So he doesn't have to worry about uh, having no credit uh, and uh, still having to have pay tuition. But we need more than that, as you have pointed out often on the show. We need more than average in uh, times like this. Kind of give us some um, things you'd like to see reform-wise. What would you like to see implemented? You know, is, is, is the whole uh, system demanding uh, evaluation, maybe even a, a commission of sorts, which – I often hate those type of things. They end up becoming another layer of bureaucracy, but they can also showcase some of the issues that are out there. Uh, and I think we need more public buy-in. Public seems to be very interested in the day-to-day, and I totally get that. They can't believe that that canned good cost 25% more than three months ago. I totally get that. But this public health situation, to me, seems to be kind of deteriorating, and not necessarily slowly. Yeah, I mean, there, there isn't money, there isn't interest. I don't think people in public health believe in it. I mean, the best example of that was the masking during COVID. It's like they didn't really believe in it. And so people ran around wearing what we call a decorative facial wear, completely ineffective masks. It probably helped spread the virus more than they were wet and soft. It really didn't help people. So it's like, you know, kind of believe in it. I think that fundamentally, and I'm no socialist, you really have to look at whether we have some kind of universal health care because, you know, a lot of countries that have it do a lot better than we are. And, you know, it's, with these poor communities, you know, the Medicaid isn't that strong. A lot of people don't have any insurance at all. It's just it's just a mess. I think we just have to take a, a look at it like England. You know, in England, look, at you know, they have their national health care plan. They even pay for your bus, your taxi to and from your health care visit. They pay for all your prescriptions. They pay for all your operations. 
You know, if you want to jump the queue in England, they have some private hospitals, as we could here. But I just think that, you know, we fundamentally have to look at how do we get insurance for everybody because, you know, it's, it's kind of the fair thing to do. And it, it does affect all of us. I mean, if you have one population that is, you know, got terrible outcomes in terms of COVID, monkeypox, it affects all of us. And I think, too, in terms of national pride, look, if you look at you know, some black populations in the United States, you know, their maternal mortality rivals Congo. I mean, it's terrible. It's something to be ashamed of in terms of how badly, uh, you know, minority populations uh, and a lot of, you know, non-minority populations do in terms of public health. So I think it's time to just say it's a mess. And it's we got to focus on getting good quality insurance for everybody. Look at your kids, my kids in their 20s. Do they have health insurance? Absolutely not. You know, it's like, do I want to make a car payment? Do I want to buy a new stereo? Or do I want to buy insurance? Well, it's probably one of yeah. the, the first two there. So there's got to be a fundamental rethink because it's broken and it's not going to get fixed. Yeah, well, the healthcare system is so crony capitalistic. It is so opaque. It is all smoke and mirrors. And, uh, you know, they sit there and they talk about uh, the horrors of socialized medicine and government-controlled medicine and that the system, you know, needs competition, et cetera. And yet they do everything to make sure that people demand more socialized medicine, as they like to call it, more government involvement, because it's so... It's so corrupt. It, to me, it, it seems very opaque, very uh, crony capitalistic, you know, and, and uh, they need, like, real market reform, and uh, that requires a lot of scrutiny, and uh, uh, it's, it's way past overdue. Dr. Bob Arnott, love having you on the show. As always, more conversation than time. Uh, we always, we're always playing beat the clock. Thanks, as always, for being with us. Well, it's always a joy. You do such great service for all your wonderful listeners out there. And I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. More for you after this. <laughs> 